0: Ladies and gentlemen, Superfly Steve, back at it again for you at Superfly Steve on Twitter. And welcome to side quest number three Was No Man's Sky a failure? Obviously, this question comes for those of you that have followed this whole saga, this whole No Man's Sky saga. We're going to get into the nitty gritty in a couple seconds. Uh, this question. This this side quest subject comes from a tweet from Hello Games, which has uh, since been deleted, so you'll not be able to find it from their official account. Um, also blamed on a hack slash disgruntled employee, you never know, uh, stating uh, that No Man's Sky was a failure. That was the tweet. And, well, was it? That's what we're here for today. For you new listeners that have no idea what a side quest is, I pick a topic, 20 to 25 minutes of conversing about it, so you can run your 5K, you can hit the gym, you can drive to and fro work or fro into work, and uh, have some good conversation in there, and and, uh, maybe develop some opinions of your own based on my opinions, so thank you very much for tuning in and hitting the play button. Let's start with. I, I've broken this down in in uh, in Western form. I call it. I call it the Western form. So the good, the bad, and the motherfucking ugly when it comes to No Man's Sky and what preceded its launch, or it what preceded and obviously followed uh, its launch. Let's start with the good. I mean, I I don't like to necessarily be negative about everything, but uh, you know, it's it's difficult when you are commenting and 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 reviewing games or reviewing uh, all of this this different pop culture stuff, the, the, the TV shows and the movies and the comics and the books and the video games in this case. So let's start with the good. It was advertised as far as being uh, a procedurally generated game and it did that well. It did, I mean, relatively well. I don't think anyone can complain about the generation of a gazillion different planets, quintillion, there was like 15 or 18 quintillion planets, that's the way it was marketed, no one can complain about that, that, ex- that was there, that that was, you bought the game, and that was clear, from the moment you set foot, off of a planet, on a planet, because there was wild shit happening, or different things, different fauna, different, um, just, just different, interactions with different species, and then you, you went into a different system, and c- completely different things, obviously they regrouped the same elements, but if you played any roguelike gameplay, Binding of Isaac, it's the same enemies, you play, you play Rogue Legacy, it's the same fucking enemies, but they're in different scenarios, surrounded by different uh, environments, same thing for No Man's Sky, so it did what, it kind of did what it needed to do, When it came to what it was advertised for as a procedurally generated game, Uh, faster than life being another of one of these world-like games that that you know that's pretty much what you would expect. Yes, they're the same elements; they're just rehashed and mixed and randomized. But that's what it is. Um, So for us console players, performance was just fine. That's one of the good. Unfortunately, not the same sentiment for PC players they ran into a whole slew of problems but we'll get we'll get to that limited loading considering what the game did if it was loading as the animation of me like hyperspace jumping or hyper jumping through a diff- to a different system if that was the loading then that was the coolest fucking loading screen i've ever seen in my fucking life i wanted to do that every day if the game was solely based off of me hyper jumping from one solar system to another i would do that i would do that the whole time Unfortunately, that's not what it was. So that the game performed relatively well on console, on on, on PS4 in this case, of course. Minecraft in space was one of the ways that a lot of people would put it. It's one way to put it. You you certainly did a lot of mining, um, which led to a bigger spaceship, more slots, a whole plethora of different crafting options, um, which constantly saw you hunting for materials. And for a little while, that was... That was the fun. That was the fun of it. That was the sit down, um, you know, and, and, and mine, and, and it's fine. And, and you know that there's a goal behind all this. There's a new ship. There's an you know. So that was great. And it gets me to my next point, which is another thing that they, that No Man's Sky did good. The first 20 hours. What do I mean by the first 20 hours? Aside from all the controversy surrounding the launch, my first 20 hours with the game and a lot of other people that I work with, people I have spoken to about the games, people that I've, I played video games with on a fucking couch when we were eight, it's childhood friends that have played this game, it had a very good experience with it the first 20 hours. We were hooked. We talked about it for a week and a half to two weeks. That's unfortunately the lifespan because our attention is just directed to another new hot fucking game and, and that's just the way it works. It was the perfect game to come home to Listen to a podcast, escape into one of the gazillion, cantillion worlds that the game's code could create, and stay there for hours at a time. I I think I stayed on one fucking planet for for at least seven hours, for at least the amount of time that it takes to finish a, a Call of Duty campaign. I was on one planet mining a specific type of uh, type of a material element, and I didn't go until I kind of explored everything because I knew that I could profit from. That mining, the so let's just you know so that was good. That that's the good. (laughs) That's all you get. I'm sorry, No Man's Sky, and I'm sorry, Hello Games, but hey, you did do some good. If you move into the bad, that's a perfect segue for the the next twenty hours. Not the first. We saw the first. The first were good. The next twenty hours, mining for exosuit and ship spots kind of became redundant. 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 And ultimately, unnecessary since it could get. I could pretty much get most items. You, you as well, could, get, could probably get most items at the market, the, the online store, or the online exchange market, or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, the, the superfluous market, or mining rather, coupled with, um, some, some of the, the, some of the drab, you know, planets, some of the inhabited planets. It almost left you longing, eventually, for some kind of of interest, some form or some kind of interaction. And if, especially with systems with no fauna or anything, to anything else to discover, where you're just like snapping pictures of plants, I understand that this is no man's sky. But there was still NPCs, non-playable characters in the in the universe, and you were still encountering some of these guys. And we'll get to why this was so crucial. At the, the the ugly point, or in the third point of our three prong, pronged approach, that uh, approach at did no Man's sky fail, or was it a failure? When you did have fauna, especially the hostile kind, you kind of found yourself. This is me. This is me. You could say whatever you want, and that's fine. That's but you're listening to me, and you're listening to me because you want my opinion. Not many of you are at the time being, but you you, you will eventually and you're going to respect. You're going to go back into this episode cuz it will exist. And you'll be like, "Fuck, was it a failure?" Let's it'll be 24 it'll be like 2047 and No Man's Sky 6 will be out, and you'll say, probably not. But, and you'll say, L- "Let me listen to this. So let me go back in the time." Again, you know, that's just that's me kind of dreaming in colors here, but that's what it was. So when you did have fauna on a planet, when you did have um, some interactions with different beasts or different animals put in through that random randomizer code and, and um, super aggressive and hostile. You kind of found yourself shooting at at these soulless objects. Which kind of looked like they came off of Frankenstein's operating table sometimes. You had like a little tiny body and a big head or a big, big giant giraffe-like body and a tiny head. I- I've yet to see really giant animals, but I've seen some of, some of the horrors on the Reddit, uh, the, um, on Reddit or on the, the No Man's Sky subreddit and No Man's High subreddit. If you haven't heard about that one, look it up. It exists. Um, so yeah, and, and similar. Looking objectives across all the planets, uh, it kind of contributed to the repetitive nature, really, I, I, when it came to the next 20 hours. Go here, enter, solve a riddle, piss off some robots, run your ship. And so you're saying, no, but that's a lot of games. You, that is a lot of games. You play a fucking JRPG that you're fucking repetitive. There's a lot of repetitive stuff. However... The system, the classes, the rankings, the 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 abilities, the um, experience points that you can gain from these specific games that yes might have a repetitive or might be repetitive in nature have that gamification aspect that keep you coming back for more, and then that's what you want ultimately, Uh, and and that's why unfortunately it was very difficult for us as gamers, especially the people that played this fucking thing, to keep our attention on No Man's Sky and as ludicrous as it might fucking sound, part of me wanted an unlimited jetpack, fuck it, let me fly around this fucking thing, it's 2247 I'm talking to an alien motherfucker I've not found the way to harness this fucker's you know, technology there's four different species I've not found the way to steal one of their fucking technology that will propulse me through these planets so I can reach the highest peak, you know take a look, it's in a book The Reading Rainbow you know, anyways, that was that's my opinion. I wanted a, I wanted an unlimited jetpack, maybe better guns, maybe an option where I can club these fucking things so I don't kill them, so I get points for not killing them. There, just, there was so much that could have been done. I understand that a game of this scale is difficult to muster. It's difficult to create because no one's really done anything like this before. But it doesn't mean you don't have to be creative, <laughs> you know. And it doesn't mean you don't have to include gamification and make the game fun. Exploration of space is something that has long obsessed uh, that we've long been obsessed with, from the sixties on. Well, mind you, from from hundreds of years on. And to be able to do it virtually is a cool thing, but it doesn't mean there can't be gamification if i was playing a simulation game a sports game and it's just play the game and then there's nothing happening like the earlier games of like the the simulation games of old it'd be kind of getting bored really really quick and but it wouldn't get bored if you had people to play with <laughs> and that gets us to the ugly part and and that'll be covered as well so no true online and then so that was the the bad now the ugly The no true online component. Running into other explorers, um, as it was originally believed you could do and, and, you know, have interactions with them was not possible. So, right off the bat, you, you're fucked. You fucked up. You said that, yeah, you can run into other people, man, no problem. It's not because you have 15 or 18 quintillion planets that no one's going to run to e- into each other where you're saying so you're saying all right fuck it i'll just say they can and they'll never run to e- into, into each other <laughs> no they did as a matter of fact they did and you fucked up by saying otherwise uh trading and selling with these with using this online component so i have x amount of this material in my in my uh ship or on on me on my exosuit and i want to sh- i want to trade it I want to trade it for a better gun. I want to trade it for a better ship with a real person who he has multiple, sh- who he has multiple ships. So two, or three ships where, look, they're, 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 not, he's not docked there, but they're in a an inventory. He can sh- send me the ship. I send them, uh, whatever he needs in terms of plutonium or whatever the fuck. And that's it. And that's the deal. None of that could have been done. And that would have added a new, much needed dimension to mining and crafting the items. Um, in, in in terms of, of what you could have been able to obtain when trading on a live market. Again, the complexity of it all is probably baffling, I, I for sure. I, I understand that. It's probably super difficult to do. I'm, I'm not saying that. But that's an aspect that would have been helpful, at least an online component with other players. Never mind the whole trading thing, but at least an online component. It was marketed this way, so play it how you want, explore, fight, survive, something like that, something along those lines. But truly playing it how you want, where you almost start off as a freelancer and have a class with some gamification, with some leveling up and whatever, have a class be awarded to you based on your actions. Are you more of a trader? Are you more of a miner? Are you more of a pirate? Are you more of a bounty hunter? A peacekeeper? Are you a sex worker? Okay, maybe not that one. So that's something that could have also been genius by using, also by using that still, by using that online component because you have people to trade with. You have people to pirate. You have people to bounty hunt. If there's a pirate out there, you can get hired by someone that lost their ship. All this online and you go hunt them and you go find them so many endless possibilities to this game. For the game, ironically, for the game that has endless possibilities in terms of planets, endless quasi, there's a number there but we're never going to be able to see it in a lifetime so endless. to so the endless possibilities that could have been created with an online component, a true online component. Um and we're almost coming into the to the tail end of the of the podcast or the the episode of the side quest The false marketing. I'm taking a a deep, like, you know, deep pause. Because all of the points I just covered were supposed to be in the game. And I'm taking my serious voice now. And they were nowhere to be found. I've covered, I've said this before. If you've listened to other podcasts, I'm in Canada. I paid $79.99 full price for this game, plus my regional provincial tax. There are provinces here, not states, you fucking asshole. So provinces, which is 14.95%. That's $91. $91 of my hard-earned money, and then you're going to rob me with something that is false advertisement, essentially. That's what it is. I mean, I'm sorry, but there's that's what it is. You said that we could do one thing, and we couldn't do it. So tell me how that's not false advertising. It did a great job as a PS4 exclusive on console in terms of the massive marketing that comes with that, TV and stores and whatever, and that's great, and beautiful, bomb, fantastic job. Fantastic job marketing something that we originally thought was going to be death, right? I mean, that's what we just covered. It did do a good job. So I will give it that points, but it did a horrendous job, horrible job, a really shitty fucking job with PR. Describing it as completely different experiences, completely different experience than it really was. That was one thing. But the PR post launch was a completely different, completely different situation. The PR post launch was horrendous. The PR post launch console was fine, but PC ran into some problems. PC launched maybe like four days or like on the Friday instead of the Tuesday. Which is traditionally when PS4 or console games will launch. Traditionally, some games go uh, like to launch differently uh, because of early access and all that jazz. The the PR and the communications department everything shut down. They were all suddenly working on the game. I understand that, and that's that's fun. That's great, but you gotta keep in touch with the audience. We're fixing the issue. This is going to be fine. We're understanding this. Uh, Sean Murray. That's Sean Murray. The, the creator or the founder of Hello Games and I guess the creator of this game as well has disappeared from the social media from from social media from Twitter the Twitter the Twitters nowhere to be found since the launch of the game I don't think I don't think he's tweeted since August August right second week of August this game That's just that's a no no that is a no no you gotta stand behind this title issue a fucking statement you said something Say something else. Now you're saying something else. And that's it. But issue a statement. Don't disappear. Sports teams do this fucking shit all the fucking time. So I know. We know. If you're a sports fan, you know. We'll say one thing and it's something completely fucking... Ah, we don't want to trade this player. Oh, players traded. So get a good PR fucking department behind you. good communications department that can help you next time you have... I don't know if there's going to be a next time for you guys. But get a good PR. Get a good communications department. Um and and finally I mean that, that horrendous PC launch to continue on with that why was it even fucking launched on PC at all why would you why would you do that you know you're using if you're using the best rig in the world to create this fucking thing on PC you're testing it it's going through alpha it's going through beta it's going through the final phases bug fixes and finally you're going to press you're going to press this game all over the place you're going to create four 15 quintillion steam keys and you'll put it up on the store you'll put up the 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 source on the store you mean to tell me that when you the number one you delayed it when you launched this on friday you mean to tell me that it was working for even on the best pc You mean to tell me that you didn't have a shittier PC to test this this with? That you didn't have data on what kind of PCs gamers were using in order to play these AAA titles? You mean to tell me that? So why the fuck was it released on PC at all? So, was it a failure or not? You guys make the call. Tweet at me, please. I have no email set up at the time being because I want the audience to grow, and I covered that on the Rad United show last Sunday. Tweet at me, at Steve S-U-P-A, Fly Steve. Let me know what you think. Do you think No Man's Sky was a failure? What's your opinion on this? And we'll talk about it maybe next Rad United show. Maybe I'll do another side quest ripping into No Man's Sky. But I was a nice guy. I started with the good, the ugly, the bad was the bad, whatever, the ugly part. Guys, you can't do that. You, you just can't. You just can't. And, and it's very disappointing as a gamer to see that something like this still exists. That's it for me for today. I hope you guys enjoyed the side quest. I hope as I'm not cutting it this short, there's so much conversation that we can have concerning No Man's Sky and we can continue it. It'll be, it'll go down in history as one of the, um, games that fell from grace. Oh, so high and unfortunately uh, wasn't capable to live up to its expectations. So in my opinion, was No Man's Sky a failure or not? I will answer with a resounding yes. And I apologize to Hello Games for any any inconvenience that this may cause, but you've, uh, you have inconvenienced yourself. So there's really not much that I can say. Until next time, guys, I'm Superfly Steve. You are beautiful, and thanks for hitting the play button. Cheers.